We'll be turning to Genesis 29. This is uh, three years ago today. We woke up in San Diego County. We drove on, got here New Year's Eve, and uh, been quite the quite the three years, hasn't it? Give you all an update too. I I sent out the email early yesterday about speaking with John and Kathy to inform everybody, and uh, they're doing well. The water's subsided, and uh, Lord willing, they're having services this morning. And as we, I've been working on this message for a long time. It's been laying on my heart, and I told John, I said, just, here's part of it. You'll see. <laughs> I said, you all come down and stay with us if you can, drive, or we'll put you up in motor something. It was getting bad. Uh, got the pictures of it, and uh, I don't get concerned much. Um, it, it wasn't looking good if it got worse. And he said, we'll be all right. <laughs> he said, I ain't canceled services yet. I said, I didn't figure, but. I had to, I had to offer anyway. Hopefully, we'll see it. He ain't want to back down. (laughs) Genesis twenty nine verse one. And Jacob went on his journey, and came into the land of the people of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well in the field, and lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well. They watered the flocks, and a great stone, a great stone was upon the whale's mouth. And thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the whale's mouth and watered the sheep and, and put the stone again upon the whale's the mouth in this place. That's what happened. He shows up. There's a whale there, and great stones on this whale, and he tells us, this is how they did it. They'd, everybody'd show up. The stone would be moved. The sheep would be watered, and then they put the stone back. Verse four says, "And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence be ye? Where are you from?" <laughs> and they said, "Of Haran, are we?" And he said to them, "Know ye Laban, the son of Nahor?" And they said, "We know him. Yeah, that's who he's coming to find. Remember, his his mother said Esau's going to kill you. You need to get out of here. Go to go to my brother." And she went and told Isaac. And she said, I don't want him marrying a girl from these Canaanites, which is right, and that's good. Sometimes we say good, right things to get our way, don't we? <laughs> Ought not do that. But she told Isaac that. And so he sent him away. He said, go get you a bride, son. And this is where he landed. And they said, you know him? He said, you know them? <laughs> I just happened on this well out in the middle of nowhere. And you know the guy I'm looking for? What are the chances? That ain't what he said, was it? No, he knows better than that. And they said, we're of here. And he said, you know him? He said, yeah. And verse 6, said, he said to them, is, is he well? Is he doing well? Is he alive? And they said, oh, he's well. And you know what? Behold, Rachel, his daughter, she's coming with the sheep. She comes here every day, too. You're going to meet her in a minute. And he said, lo, it's yet high day. This man all of a sudden met these strangers in a strange place, in a strange land that he's not from. And he said unto them, it's high day, it's high noon. Neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. What are y'all doing here? It's hot. Water ye the sheep and go feed them. What's wrong with you? Why are y'all sitting here lounging around and, and talking and not doing nothing? Water these sheep and go feed them. Go put them out to pasture. What's wrong with you? He had authority, didn't he? Would you... We ought not show up to strangers and tell them stuff. 
<laughs> Y'all need to be doing this, and you need to do that. <laughs> we ought not do that. The, the, Jacob shows up in this strange land and says, what are y'all doing? Feed these sheep. Water these sheep. Get after it. Your shepherds do your job. Hmm. And they said, we cannot <laughs> until all the flocks be gathered together. Until they. You ever heard of they? Who's they? They's who we blame everything on. And that's, that, they's who we watch the news about. <laughs> well, these people say, we can't do that. Everybody's got to be here, and they have to roll the stone from the well's mouth. Then, once all that's done, then we'll water the sheep. And while he yet spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass, when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth. He rolled that great stone and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel. Kind of bold, isn't it? He kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. He wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran. She ran and told her father. I want to make two applications here, two short lessons. Two short lessons are taught here in this passage of Scripture. And then I want us to see a picture. That's why. That's why we have these lessons. I have to give lessons. Old Brother Henry, normally he kept Wednesday nights for family time. <laughs> Wednesday night services whenever he'd give us good instruction. Uh, but sometimes we come across it in text, and you all here now, so I'm going to give it. <laughs> We're going to see some two quick lessons and then the picture. First, to the believer. I won't have you turn to any of these, but on the, on the picture I will. To the believer. It says in verse 1, Jacob went on his journey and came into the land of the people of the east. Jacob went. If you've got a reference, a marginal reference there, it says he lifted up his feet. Wasn't that just that he goes, like I went to the store. He lifted up his feet. He had some pep in his step. <laughs> Why? Why did he have pep in his step? Because of chapter 28. That's what just happened, wasn't it? He says there in chapter 28, verse 15, And behold, the Lord spoke to him, Behold, I'm with thee. He said, your seed is going to be like the sands of the sea. Your, your seed is going to be like the stars of the sky. And he says, Behold, I'm with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob woke up out of his sleep. That'll wake you up. <laughs> he was asleep. A lot of people sleeping, ain't they? Waking up out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Oh, he'd met the Lord. The Lord come to him in a dream, revealed himself to Jacob, woke him up. <laughs> woke him up. And he had a little pep in his step. He lifted his feet. There was a new creation in Jacob. That's a, a, a marvelous thing, and it ought to give us pep in our step. We have a, a sister here that's going to be baptized soon. Whew, that's wonderful. That's amazing. <laughs> That'll make us happy. Y'all remember uh, Martha Cooper? Greg and Martha come visit with us last year. Martha's going to be baptized here soon. She has Clay to baptize. That's wonderful. That's great news, isn't it? That put pep in your step? Well, I get it. No, that's great. Lord ain't out of business. He proves it to us, don't he? That's good. Lord's saving his people. He's calling them out. They're obeying him. 
his sheep hear his voice and they follow him. That's so. He's proven that to us, isn't he? We ought to lift our feet too. Well, it says Jacob went on his journey. It's hard to find what to leave in, what to leave out. There's a whole lot here. Isn't it? He went on his journey. Believers, we're on a providential journey. And we ought to have great joy uh, and great merriness. We ought to be happy and went. <laughs> we ought to lift our feet up. On this journey, we are. David said, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. Though he fall, that journey we're on, Jacob's about to fall a whole, whole lot. You're going to fall. I fail. I'm going to fall more. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. He guides our steps. He holds us up. Why? Because that covenant of grace he's made, that the Lord made to us, <laughs> that the Lord made to Jacob, didn't he? David had that same one. He said, although my house be not so with God, yet he hath made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered. What, how's this journey going to pan out? It's ordered, ordered in all things, and it's sure, it's sure. For this is all my salvation. This is all my desire, although we make it not to grow. Concerning that journey that we're on, we have so much fear and fretting and worrying because we're sinners. That's our flesh. Our flesh does that. Our flesh worries. Our flesh is frightful. Isn't it? Psalm 31 says, My times are in thy hand. Old brother Drew Dietz wrote this. He said, Do we really believe that verse? My times are in thy hands. Do we believe it in sick times? In well times? Grieving times? Political times? Morning? Evening? All times? This will give the believer much peace and rest in the most uncertain of times. <laughs> Our times are in his hands. This journey's in his. And we're on a journey. We have it. Where did the Lord's providence lead Jacob? Look here in verse 2. And he looked, and behold, behold, a well in a field. And lo, there were three flocks of sheep lying about it. For out of that well, is it out of any well? Out of that well, they watered the flocks. And a great stone was upon the whale's mouth. This is 400 and some miles away from where he left his family to where Heron was. You think he just happened to look on that well? <laughs> Same well where his mother was found when Eleazar came down there. They didn't give him a map. He didn't have GPS, did he? The Lord brought him there, and he had to behold the well. The Lord puts wells all around this world as he sees fit. He puts his water in that well. And there's a well here. It's all from the same aquifer, isn't it? <laughs> it's the same water at all. There's a well here in Hamul. There's a well up in Rescue. A couple wells on this coast. A, couple, a well down in Australia. Wells all over the east. And a well in Papua New Guinea. And the Lord has his wells around his place, doesn't he? That's where he gathers his people. We drank the same water from that well. And that's a good place to be. That's where the sheep are watered. That's where the flocks are watered. You young people, listen to me. This is where Jacob met his bride. Isn't it? That's good. If the Lord saves young people or he saves unmarried older people, however he sees there's a lot of people getting married lately, ain't there? You go looking for your spouse by that well of Christ. You heed me. And if you're listening in 50 years, you heed me. 
You go looking for your spouse, spouse by that well of Christ. Not any old well. Not Christian mingle. Is that plain? That's not a good well. You go to where his well is, and you find somebody that's been drinking from that well before you showed up. That's, that's good advice. That's good advice. You find somebody that loved the Lord before they loved you, and that's good advice. I'm telling you right. And to whomever is saved, <laughs> you've already been there and you already got your bride. You remove all the stones that's in the way. Every stone you can get out of the way so people can drink, so your bride can drink or your husband can drink. That's, the scriptures are plain on that. If you've got an unbelieving husband or wife, you'd be appealing to them. You get to all them stones out of the way. What kind of stones are in the way of that well? Uh, pride, disagreements, position, whatever. You just The list goes on, doesn't it? Bend over backwards and kiss your heels. That way we can come to the water. We can come to the water. Come to that well. That's to the believers. Second, to the preacher. The Lord has preachers in there. Someone may be here used to preach one day. In the providence of the Lord. That may be part of the journey. He brings them on and holds their hand. Might be used to water the Lord's sheep. Look here in verse 3. And thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone from the whale's mouth and watered the sheep, and then put the stone again upon the whale's mouth in his place. There was something in the way for the sheep to drink. Isn't it? For the Lord's preachers, there's something in the way, and these sheep can't drink. It's hot. Sheep's thirsty. We're in a desert. They're going to die if they don't get a drink, and something's in the way. You know what they were instructed to do? You ever heard of City of Refuge? We've heard about that, ain't we? We've looked at those. It says in Deuteronomy 19.3, Thou shalt prepare thee a way. You're going to make a road. And there was crews that went on that road, and they kept the roads clean. A tree fell on it, they cut the tree up and moved it. We got that in our day. We get that, don't we? We may not understand how sheep work in the flocks and all these things because we don't live it, but we live on roads. I've dodged a whole bunch of rocks getting here today. Somebody's going to go around, they're going to clean those rocks out of the way, and they're going to move those things, and there are going to be signs put up at every intersection. That way is a city refuge. Remove any obstacle, clear the trees, and make path plain to the city of refuge. Get the rocks out the way. People can drink. They'll accuse you of taking things away. They'll accuse you of being an austere man. You just get them rocks out the way. You hear me? The Lord makes you preach. You get the rocks out of the way. That's what his people are told to do. That's what the voice does, isn't it? Isaiah 40 says, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, speaking old John the Baptist, and every other voice, I just say what he says, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. That ain't everybody, that ain't the sheep's job, is it? No, that's the shepherd's job. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. And all the crooked ways shall be made straight. And the rough places plain. Get all them stones out the way so people can get to the water. Why? Why? And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. His glory and his alone. And all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Because he said, do it that way. That's what's going to happen. It won't return to him void. Paul even got the fancy and churchy words out of the way, didn't he? All of our religious sayings that we just say, because that's what everybody else always says. And we put it in our own words. If the Lord saved us, we can put it in our words, can't we? 
it's our good news. It's our gospel. He said, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom. Boy, I got some crafty points for you today. I'm going to, oh, an eloquency, a great orator. No, he said, I didn't come to you those things, declaring to you the testimony of God. I just came and told you plainly. For I determined not to know anything among you. I didn't want any stones in the way save Jesus Christ and him crucified. The Lord's under shepherds. They're not respecters of persons either. It says in verse 8, And they said, We can't, these other shepherds, until all the flocks be gathered together. Well, now we can't water nobody until all the important people get here. <laughs> the slim pickings this morning, ain't it? Small crowd. Everybody's here that the Lord's gathered. What did Jacob do? Water them. I don't care who's here. I'm here to count sheep. I'm here to water sheep. What's wrong with you? That's our job. We can't have service till so-and-so's here. I, I can't preach this because it might offend that sheep, and that sheep's here now. No. Move the stone and water. That ain't hard. That's the job. And it says at the end of verse 8, and, the, and they can't water the flocks till everybody's gathered and until they roll the stone away from the well's mouth. Then we'll water the sheep. Till they. Till they do it. Somebody else got to do it. My brother John Chapman had a wonderful thing on this, and he said, all those people sitting around, it's high noon, it's underneath the shade tree, just talking and being lazy. That's what they was doing, wasn't it? Well, that's, that's a great stone. That's a heavy stone. That's hard work. Wait till somebody else comes to do it. Wait till somebody else shows up and do it for us. Isn't it? The prophets of old, the apostles, and God's preachers in our day, they're not lazy. They're not lazy. If there's something put in their hand to do, they're going to get after it. Like our brother up north. The officer said, why don't you come down here? He said, water. Lord may be pleased to make that water go down. I got preached tomorrow. <laughs> His job is to move stones. Well, that stone happened to be water and mud. <laughs> He's out there shoveling at 4 a.m. They're not lazy people. Oh, Philip was sent to that eunuch. The angel of the Lord came to him and said, Philip, arise. You go down there. And Philip went. Isn't that what Jacob did? He went. He got after it. He went. And he said, and he got to that Ethiopian eunuch. He said, you know what you're reading? You understand that? And he said, how can I accept a man should guide me? And he desired that Philip, that he would come and sit with him. I can't move this rock. <laughs> There's stones in the way. And Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. He didn't give him, well, let me tell you my pedigree. I've been studying uh, J.C. Ryle for 75 years, and I went to this seminary, and I did this, and I did that. No, he just cut straight to the Christ, didn't he? Move over, I'll tell you. They're given the strength to handle this heavy burden. The Lord's prophets of old, his apostles, his preachers down. They have backbones of steel and hide like a crocodile, our friend used to say, didn't he? And they're harmless as doves. They're tender and gentle as doves. In verse 2 says, a great stone was upon the well's mouth. Heavy stone, isn't it? That's hard work. We read about Moses. He was 120 years old when he died. That's old, isn't it? That's of years. And his eyes was not dim, nor his natural force abated. He was strengthened. Had his strength to the end, didn't he? We know several of those now, too. Our brother just come preached this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Flew all the way across the country. Got here late at night. Got up early the next morning, sleeping in a bed that wasn't his, eating food that he ain't used to eating. 
and got up and preached. Our brothers of the past, there's medical conditions, they can't walk from here to the door. And if God enables them, they get up and they preach. Don't they? That's his doing. Why? That all the glory is his, and they'll tell you about it. That's what they'll get up and tell you. Jacob rolled away that big old heavy stone all by himself. That burden was his. It says in verse 10, It came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. The Lord enabled him, and the Lord made him willing. He didn't have to do it just because, well, nobody else can do it. I guess I'll have to. Ugh. Somebody's got to do it, or well, you know, this is what the right thing to do is. I'll just stand up and do it. No, he was willing to do that out of love when he saw Rachel, when he saw those sheep. So we read in Isaiah, he heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And he said, Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Do you see the pattern in all these things? It's, it's, it's the same, isn't it? These are all just servants. That's all they are. They're just that, servants. I've been talking to you about what Jacob is here, and they're not above their master. Who does all this point to? Every bit of this. This one that comes in authority from his father's house into this heathen land, looking for a bride. I mean, she, he sees her, and he sees these sheep. He moves a stone by himself. He waters. <laughs> Everybody else sit around, and they can't do it or won't do it. And he willfully does it out of love. That's where all of our instruction comes from. For, for, for believers, when we preach Christ and him crucified, we are responsible for going into all this world and proclaiming the gospel and, and baptizing those that believe and training them up, teaching them, I've got to teach you these things. And if he raises one of you all up to preach one day, heed these things. But why? Is that just good instruction? No, it's because of him, isn't it? Because of him. Here's the picture. We read there in Hebrews 1, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins. Jacob by himself moved that great heavy stone, didn't he? We had a heavy stone on us and Christ moved it. All by himself so we could have the waters of life and drink freely of them. That's what he did. And he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high because it's finished. It's finished. Mankind put moves stones out of the way, and them stones keep coming right back, don't they? <laughs> I'll go clean off that road on the way to the city, and by the time I get to the end of the road, it's already rocks and trees fell at the beginning of it. Don't end. Our feet get dirty in this world, don't they? Christ, our head, he removed the stones in the desert that we may freely drink and live. He left his father's house in the promised land. Isn't that what Jacob did? to journey afar off in a dry and thirsty land, in a desert, in a wilderness where nothing is live and nobody can do anything about it. And he did all that to get to his lovely bride, and he did it with joy. I want to turn to a few things and then hopefully be quick with you. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. I thought about doing a series of women at the well. <laughs> Lord met a lot of women at wells, didn't it? Uh, it might be much better to 
the, the one who's at the well, <laughs> who is the well. Isn't it? John 4, verse 4, says, And he must needs go through Samaria. He must needs. Then they come into the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, where did he go? He went somewhere. He went to Samaria because he must needs go through there. Was he journeying? Jacob was on a journey, wasn't he? Our Lord was wearied with his journey, sat thus on a well about the sixth hour, high noon. Why was he wearied? He was made like we are, tempted in all points just like us, yet without sin, bearing our burdens, relatable to us. He got tired. Why? Because I get tired. Because you get tired. And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. His disciples were gone to the city to buy meat. And then saith the woman of the Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, who's that? Well, she's speaking about the physical offspring of Abraham. Who's Jacob? The physical offspring of Abraham. Isn't it? How is it thou, being a Jew, ask of me, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Why was Jacob in Haran? I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> Y'all left a long time ago. We ain't got no dealings with you. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me drink thou wouldst have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. What's the Lord doing? He's pouring his words on her right now. <laughs> It'll soak in in a few more verses, but he's pouring out the words right now, that water of life. And the woman said to him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. The well's deep from whence then hast thou have this living water. Well, we can't move that stone. They are going to have to move the stone. Well, they stand right in front of them. <laughs> the one that can, the one that's able. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus answered, said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. For us to drink something big and heavy has got to be moved on it. And there's going to be a well in us, and that's going to ever spring. It won't be covered, but that rock's going to have to be moved. What stone is moved? I'll come up with four of them. Hope this will be easy for you. Four stones that the Lord's moved for us. The first one's a stone of the law. Turn over Galatians 3. That law was written on stone, wasn't it? It wasn't on wood. It wasn't on sheepskin. It was on stone because it was unbendable and it was unchangeable. And it was heavy. Heavy. A great stone. A mighty stone. Here in Galatians 3, verse 10 says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse of the law. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. That's heavy, isn't it? That's a heavy stone. How many is that? All. And you've got to agree with them and be thankful for it. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it's evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. That big heavy stone that was on us. He's redeemed us from that, being made a curse for us, bearing that, wasn't it? 
For it's written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Why did Jacob move that stone? So Rebekah and her sheep could drink. That's a blessing from Abraham right then, wasn't it? Oh, what's that picture? Christ moving that stone. All those promises, them covenant promises he's given to Abraham and every one of his children after that might come to us Gentiles. Us in a faraway land, us that ain't related, us foreign to them, isn't it? Through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Through faith. As Jacob's come to us, this great one to make us one with himself, like Rachel was. We read in Romans 9, 6, that not all Israel that are Israel. Huh? They're talking about Israel. Not everybody that's, that's, that's in, in the physical Israel is spiritual Israel. Jacob's going to have his name changed here in a couple of chapters, isn't it? To Israel. And you know, that's so, I can't remember who it was or when it was, but somebody smarter than me, <laughs> they said, that's, that's speaking of Jacob's, isn't it? Not all Jacob's are Jacob's. Every one of us, born of Adam, we're all Jacobs. We're sinful, deceivers, and cheats, and liars, and supplanters, and every one of us, ain't we? But, but not all of them are Jacobs. Not all of them know it. Do you know that? Paul said to the church at Colossae, he said, And you, being dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, and blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. We couldn't get to that water. Can't get through that stone of the law, can we? Which was contrary to us. And he took it out of the way, fulfilling it fully and nailing it to his cross. That stone was moved. We can't keep it. What's the result of us not being able to keep that stone? Sin. That's the second stone. Turn over to Luke 17. The breaking of that law. Well, which one? <laughs> People, well, which one did I break? Yes. <laughs> if you get out of the details and just know you're a sinner, the Lord's done you a favor. The breaking of the law, the moral law, the civil law, the ceremonial law, all of it. The whole kit and caboodle. I looked up caboodle. You know what that means? Totality. We broke the law in totality. That's what we are. Luke 17, verse 1. And he said unto his disciples, It is impossible but that offenses will come. That's going to happen. You're going to have stones in your road. But woe unto him through whom they come. I'm going to be one that removes stones and trees and not one that throws one in the way. Through words, deeds, actions, facial expressions, whatever. I don't want to be a, a, an offense to the gospel. I, I, don't, I don't want to bring reproach on the gospel. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck <laughs> and he cast in the sea than he should offend one of these little ones. What's that? That stone of sin just sinks us to the depths, doesn't it? What sins? He's talking about offending little ones. That's what we was doing. I said over and over and over. Remember when you was at war with God? Remember when you hated his people? Why well, I never did that. Well, he's going to show us what we are. We were at war with the Lord. We were at war with his law. Fighting and biting, doing anything. Well, what about this? What about that? Well, what do I have to do the minimum to keep that? Well, let's not talk about medium well stakes yet. We're talking about this stuff because we know better. And man wants to keep a Sabbath and all this stuff. Keep the easiest one he can. <laughs> it's not, that's at war with the law. Bow to it. Agree with it and keep it. We can't. Can't move that very heavy stone, can we? 
And so that's sin. That's sin. And to do it to one of these little ones would do it to him. And when he came to Saul, he said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? For the Lord revealed Christ to me and, and moved that stone out of the way. I was at war with him. I was at war with his law. I was at war with his people. And it had been better if I'd, all that stuff just drowned me in the sea. Because outside of Christ, I was meeting a holy God that I offended, who he's one with his people. But God. <laughs> but God. Peter spoke of him. He said, he did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, we were the ones reviling him, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. He just looked to the Father. That's all he did. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sin, should live under righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. He moved that stone of sin. He fulfilled that, every jot and tittle, that stone of the law, didn't he? For we were all sheep grown astray, but now are returned to the shepherd and bishops of your soul. If all the sheep's going to a well, where are they going to converge? <laughs> They're going to be shoulder to shoulder, hooked up to that well, ain't it? They'll drink. They're thirsty. Christ freed us from the law, freed us from our sin, the power of sin, the guilt of sin. We're still guilty. We know what we are. I know I have sin in me, and, and, and we ought never condone sin. But he's freed us from the power of it. It doesn't reign over us. He freed us from the guilt of it. He bore our guilt. It's impossible with man. And someday, the presence of sin, either he comes or I'll go to him, and we'll knock his stuff off. We won't have to be around it no more because we'll be made like him. That'd be good, won't it? What's the third stone? Death. Freed us from the law. Freed us from sin. <laughs> Move that out the way. And death. That's what we have to go through to be made like him. Turn to Mark 16. Mark 16. Mark 16, verse 1. And when the Sabbath was, Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And verily, very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. They got up early, brought those very costly spices, didn't they? And they said among themselves, Who shall roll away? The stone from the door of the sepulcher. Who's going to move this stone? We can't do it. It's a great stone. It's a heavy stone. And when they had looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. They were going to anoint the, the, the Lord's body. Well, well, death's in the way. Why are we going to anoint him? He stinks like everybody else does, doesn't it? No. There's a big old stone. What are we going to do? Now, that stone's great. It's moved away, isn't it? And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were frightened. And he saith unto them, Be not frightened. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. Behold the place where they laid him. That stone of death you're so worried about is one that went before us. He's risen. 
He's risen. That stone's moved. Well, I can't move it. No, you can't move it. <laughs> They're going to have to move it. Well, he did. He did, didn't he? Paul said, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall they be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. Well, that's already been took care of. That's what we looked at before, wasn't it? <laughs> and the strength of sin is the law. Well, that's been took care of too. He fulfilled it. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now my feet's picked up. You see that? On this journey. Is your feet picked up on this journey? Don't that make you just want to get after it? Let's clear the roads <laughs> right now. That's all that's what's been done, isn't it? How are we going to find out about it? How are we going to know? One more stone's got to be moved, isn't it? You can agree with every bit of that and die and go to hell. Do you know that? There, there, there won't be a new birth. You can say that's accurate. That's accurate. I know that's the gospel because of this, 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 this. this. You ain't bound to it. That's a city of refuge right there. I can count these blocks, and that one right there is brown, and this is kind of off. Why? It's no. <laughs> Three hinges on the door. That ain't in it, is it? Lord's got to move one more stone. Turn over to Ezekiel 36. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know exactly where we're going. Ezekiel 36. All of this was done before we ever showed up, wasn't it? Especially in our day. <laughs> Every bit of this took place where I was ever born. This was purposed in a promised land between a father and a son. Long before. Ezekiel 36, verse 22. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye profaned among the heathen, wherever you went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. Oh, all this stuff that they've just blasphemed, the man's blasphemed, and the Lord's going to make this effectual, and they're going to see his name's holy when I work in you. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all the countries and will bring you into your own land, and I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put in you, and I will take away the stony heart. Now, now, now is when we get to it. Well, the stone's the law because the law is unbendable. And blah, 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 blah. Yes, that's, these are facts. It's true. We have to know these things, don't we? If the Lord's going to get to our hearts, we'll go through our head. But when we realize the biggest stone I got the problem of is this stony heart. That's, that's the problem of all of us. When I have a stony heart, reveals that he said i will take away the stony heart i can't move my stony heart 
You can't give yourself life. You can't give your children life. You can't give your mommy and daddy life and, and, and everybody else. He has to do it. He said, I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I'll give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Why? Because of Christ dwelling in us. <laughs> and you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. Where's, where's Jacob going to take Rachel back to? <laughs> back where God promised him. And you shall be my people and I will be your God. Oh, now all them other stones make sense, don't it? Now we're going to jump for joy. What's the result of all this? Back in our text, Genesis 29. We'll close. Genesis 29, verse 10. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near. He drew nigh to us, didn't he? Did we go to God? Did we find God or he find us? He drew near. And he rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel. He kissed her. In our day, if if me and Karen went on our first date and she's sitting in that little green car and I know what she's wearing and she'd have rolled that window down I just didn't say nothing. I just walked, walked up and watered Duncan and kissed you on the mouth, <laughs> her dog. <laughs> what is, arrest that man, what's he doing? That's forward for our generation, isn't it? That's a little, little bold. He kissed Rachel. He went, he moved the stone, he watered her sheep, and he walked up and he kissed her. He declared his love publicly. He made it known to her. Her provider was there. And he kissed her with a holy kiss. Isn't that what we're told to do? Kiss each other with a holy kiss. Kiss the son lest he be angry. Will you kiss him? Will you kiss the son? Yeah, I sure will. Why? He first kissed you. You love him? Of course you do. Why? He first loved you. And we didn't know nothing about that. All that work and all that walk and all that journeying that he was doing until he rolled this stony heart away. Until he did it. And he lifted up his voice and wept. Our Lord lifted up his voice. It's finished. Isn't it? With a loud cry. And when he saw our death, when he saw Lazarus, what did he say? Jesus wept. He wept. That one that was made like in us. Tears of joy and, and, and tears of compassion. He wept. Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel, that's what he does. After everything's done, he tells us about it. The Holy Spirit comes and tells us, don't it? Informs us. Jacob told Rachel that he was his father, her father's brother, and that he was Rebecca's son. And she ran and told her father. <laughs> excited. Excited she ran. She went. That's what Jacob's doing. Went. Her feet lifted up. She wasn't slippers. <laughs> slip, slip. <laughs> she was flip-flopping. Getting it. She run the race set before her, doing what? Telling of her kinsman redeemer that just showed up. Let me tell you about a man. I met at a well. <laughs> you drank from that well? I couldn't. Like that woman, you ain't got nothing to draw water out of this well. This one had a big stone on it. That's impossible with me, isn't it? 
Uh, that's when it gives the, who is the living waters? He gives the living waters, doesn't he? He gives life to his people. Well, I pray the Lord's with us. Blesses that to our hearts. If we'll, uh, Brother Andre and Trevor, if y'all would come hand out the elements.